All right. Hello and welcome. My name is Meredith Beeson. I'm the Director of State Affairs at the Global Business Alliance. We are so excited to have Andrea Gary Richter with us, who's the Vice President for International Engagement at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. Thank you so much for being here today. It was wonderful to have Governor Holcomb in a few weeks ago at our Jumpstart American Jobs virtual roundtable. Um, he was a wonderful speaker. I know our members really valued not just hearing about some of his key initiatives, uh, but obviously some of the great work that you are doing over at the IEDC. So, uh, Andrea, why don't you just say hello and welcome and just share a little bit more about your role at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Meredith, for having me today. It was indeed a lot of fun um, to be with Governor Holcomb last week and speak with so many of our, our valued investors and, and, and companies that we have here in the state. Um, it's always great to hear their perspective. So thank you again to GBA for giving us that platform. Um, so here at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, we are the state's primary EDO. Um, and I have two main functions. One is to oversee our foreign investment, uh, both FDI and trade attraction. So we have seven different offices that represent the state of Indiana around the world uh, as kind of the forefront and lead attraction for these um, fantastic projects and companies that we get to meet with. Uh, the other half of my job is more relationship based. So um, our office is the primary point of contact for foreign diplomatic delegations, for foreign companies, business associations, uh, and anyone else who would like to learn more about the state of Indiana. Wonderful overview. Thanks, Andrea. I know that's uh, kind of covering a lot of ground. So let's dive right in and talk a little bit more about how the state exactly kind of attracts foreign direct investment to the state. And so what are some of the strategies or focus areas for Indiana to kind of continue building and expanding international companies and investments in the state? Sure. Well, I think it starts with a true recognition and philosophy that FDI is important. It's important to the fabric of our state, to our country, um, and that it adds a lot of um, economic diversity and perspective. So growth beyond our borders is our future. So we, we truly value these partnerships that we have. Um, you know, since 2016, in a few key metrics, we've actually tripled our FDI. So you can see when you put the money and the time and the strategy behind it, it can really pay off um, for the growth of a state. Um, I think at its core, you know, we're very relationship driven. So we are relentless in how we used to get onto planes and to visit and to keep those relationships in, in challenging times and in successful times and kind of how we grow together and be successful. But at the at the very strategic level, it was playing to our strengths. So what are the core industries that Indiana excels at that we can also find commonalities and attract those industries to grow here? So some of those examples might be advanced manufacturing, uh, egg biosciences. So, you know, we are a traditional agricultural state, but what is that next level of, you know, kind of egg tech and, and how we grow and continue in that sphere? And then life sciences is another huge industry. So we take kind of what we're already strong at and look to have partners that we know we can help be successful in our state as well. Um, and then really expanding our geographic diversity. So, you know, we have some countries like Japan where we have over 320 Japanese companies. We're so proud to have that, including three major OEMs. However, we want to make sure we look to all different regions and that we're we're finding, you know, commonalities for um, companies and countries that also have you know, new ideas. 
And then finally, I think the most important strategy that the governor talked about last week is reinvesting in our toolkit. So we have 49 other states that have, you know, interesting things and unique things about them as well. So we want to make sure that in addition to our foundational climate of low taxes and low regulation, our toolkit is fresh, that it's incentivizing innovation and not just incentivizing, it's investing in the future and our future economy. So we're constantly looking at ways to um, use our legislative agenda, to use our priorities to make sure we have the best tools to help your company succeed. And I think that's really resonated with international companies uh, who are looking to take their first step here in the U.S. or expand. Yeah, I really like how you framed that even starting with, you know, Indiana makes, you know, FDI makes Indiana stronger as well as our country. I think those kind of baseline value propositions are important and even down to some of the specific strategies and tools that you were just referencing. Actually, I would love to, to share on that note. It's a strategy that is paid off and just a couple of the recent successes. Actually, you'll be the, the first to preview this. So I'm you know, getting out ahead of here, the governor and the secretary. But um, we had our 40th different country invest in Indiana today. So there are 40 different countries around the world that have a presence here. So that brings us up to over 1,078 companies. Um, but what that means is over 210,000 Hoosiers. Uh, Hoosier is a person from Indiana for everyone listening. I cannot tell you why, but 210,000 Hoosiers have jobs because of that. So again, it really is an investment in our community. And we're so excited to have such a plethora of, of countries and companies represented here. Yeah, a wonderful diversity, similar to where many of our companies are headquartered. I think we have representation from over 23 countries. So great to hear another one uh, came into Indiana. So that's very exciting. Thank you. Well, let's pivot a little bit and talk about, you know, how the business community can really plug into maybe some of these upcoming opportunities for public-private partnerships in the state. And I know that term public-private partnerships means a lot of things uh, to different industries and entities. So, yeah, just share a little bit more about what are some ways that companies can get involved in your work with IEDC or other areas of the government. I think that's a that's a great question. And one thing that we pride ourselves here in Indiana is that it really is a one team approach. So when your company comes to invest, it's not just with the state, it's with the whole ecosystem here. So if you come um, and you know are in a certain industry, you know, yes, we're gonna work through traditional ways to support you, but we're also gonna connect you to our, um, you know, our partners that are business incubators. So let's say we have incubators and catalysts for advanced manufacturing, for life sciences, for workforce. So we're gonna connect you to those people who are gonna provide that kind of thought leadership and strategic partnership. Um, we're gonna connect you if you're more of a startup, we have Elevate Ventures, which is um, a fund, you know, managed by the state that specifically looks to target kind of those first stage companies. So kind of whatever part of where your business is, there's a place in Indiana to grow and to grow together. So there's a lot of different opportunities depending on your, your focus and your sector that we can plug you into. That's great. Thank you so much, Andrea, and really helpful. We'll come back to some of these topics. And, you know, related to this is actually an event that Governor Holcomb spoke about at the Jumpstart American Jobs Virtual Roundtable, which is the Global Economic Summit. And that might be an opportunity, especially for some of our companies who are looking to, you know, really elevate the conversation. I know that Indiana's putting this together is really kind of thinking about being a thought leader in this space. So I know that you are busy behind the scenes working on the 2022 Global Economic Summit that's going to be happening over Memorial Day. 
but can you share more details? And we've already supplied the one pager uh, to our members, but give us a little preview of what that's going to look like. Happy to. No, we're so excited about this. I think, especially during the last year, 18 months with the pandemic, it became more apparent that these opportunities and challenges that not just Indiana faces are globally shared, right? That if we have to tackle them together and have that mindset. And while we know Indiana is not the central player or the only player, we feel like we have a, a unique perspective to really convene um, and to offer it from the heartland. So we are a you know state that grows things, make things kind of the traditional backbone of our economy. And from that, a lot of these industries have kind of turned on their head. So we're also a source of innovation and a new way of looking at things. So the idea was to really benefit from you know all the connections that we have been tirelessly making over the last years um, traveling the globe and kind of convene and bring them all together in the state to talk about the future of industry, the future of talent and workforce, how we tackle issues like food security together in a meaningful way, you know, what it means to have core kind of DE priorities, you know, in, in the heart of your workforce. So I think there's um, something that will appeal to a wide variety of people and it'll be a great day of programming. So as far as, you know, what the schedule looks like, we'll have uh, May 26th and 27th, we'll have two days of programming, dynamic keynotes, panels, breakout sessions, um, so you can kind of cater to what you're you're interested in. And then it culminates uh, that weekend to show off the sports economy of Indiana. So, you know, if you know, if you know about Indiana and Memorial Day weekend, it means one thing, and that is the Indianapolis 500 uh, IndyCar race. So we will be inviting those guests of our summit to stay if they hopefully can to experience that week as well. So more to come. We will have kind of an official launch website, you know, application process, all of that in December, but really, really excited to, to have this inaugural event. Very exciting, Andrea. And I've never been to an Indy 500 uh, event, so definitely uh, hope I can make it out there to see this great global economic summit, uh, if not in person, probably virtual offerings as well. I'll follow up with members with additional information about the Global Economic Summit. We did circulate that to those that were attending the meeting with Governor Holcomb, but we definitely want to flag it for uh, members, whether they have a presence in Indiana or not. I want to head back to a subject that we kind of started talking about or you had mentioned really when you were sort of laying the foundation at the beginning of our conversation around kind of arising and emerging ideas and reinvigorating sort of old ways to think about traditional industries within the state. And during the meeting with Governor Holcomb, we talked about the Midwest kind of being this new tech belt or sort of an emerging tech belt and, and specifically kind of in the vein of biotech and agriculture innovation, which you just mentioned. So can you, can you share more about this? I know there have been some Bloomberg reports, but you guys are really doubling down on kind of this tech belt in the Midwest approach. And so I'd love to learn more. We are. No, well, thank you for highlighting that. It's something that we're, we're very proud of and something we're, we're hyper-focused on. You know, I think at the foundational level, Indiana is a place that traditionally has had low regulation, low taxes, kind of low barriers for people to, to start with an idea, right? When you have an idea, you need something to get started, and then there's not a lot of kind of red tape to go through in that sense. So I think that was always kind of something in our favor. But the intentionality of kind of building clusters and communities that reinforce each other has been something that we put resources behind. So whether it was our 21 fund that we started for the state, um, I mentioned Elevate Ventures earlier, 
here. It's, it's how do we create those resources to really attract this community here? And then a lot of it was just getting the word out. I mean, we talk about, you know, tech and innovation. Well, that comes with a workforce and a quality of life. So you need to have the talent and, and the people who can work on these issues um, and having a place where they can also do that and, and live comfortably has been something that we've really um, you know, tried to showcase as well. But I think overall, you know, there is an international bend to this too, since we're talking to the GBA, you know, part of going around the world and meeting new people have been cultivating and attracting these ideas. So one I'll mention in the egg bioscience sector is Tyrannus, um, and they were actually an agricultural, um, basically drone company. So how you look at aerial imaging and, you know, AI to make more informed decisions and more productivity for agricultural outputs. But again, that was an international company that had a good idea that found that Indiana was the best place to grow and thrive, but we have to be intentional about finding those connections. The last thing I would mention is our, our research universities are incredibly helpful for this pipeline. Pipeline. I don't like to call out too many, you know, individual ones because there's so many, but when you do have a Purdue, when you do have IU, when you do have Notre Dame, not only are you growing the talent to feed these ideas, but the shared, you know, research um, that can actually implement that. And again, that has global connectivity as well as we, we partner with places around the world to really launch this. So it's, it's kind of that right mix um, and really trying to capitalize as much as possible on that. Yeah, that's a great point, uh, you know, especially because workforce really is such a critically important issue, you know, across multiple industries, especially in Midwest states who kind of see the what I call the coastal sucks of, you know, kind of tech talent always going to California or out to Massachusetts if you're in kind of the biotech space. So I think that's really important and a good reminder. You know, I think that it's sort of doubling down on R&D and, and looking at some of that research that's happening at state colleges and universities and other higher ed institutions is important. Before we wrap up, I want to ask a little bit about trade missions. I'm not sure if your office has been engaging in them, but one of the things that I really would like to stay focused on is just, you know, sharing more opportunities for our companies, whether they're in Indiana headquartered there or somewhere in the United States to think about hosting um, elected officials or trade missions as part of the stops, especially I know that many times the trade missions can be focused on attracting new uh, companies to come to the state, but obviously it can be nice to touch base um, with an existing business that's already kind of invested and grown and expanded in your state when you're thinking about some of those trade missions. So are trade missions still a thing or were they uh, killed by the pandemic as well? 100%. I mean, we had virtual trade missions, don't get me wrong, um, too many to count, but we did. We actually started traveling a little bit earlier this year. The governor had his first international mission this past year to Doha, Qatar. So we, um, you know, focused on different investment opportunities, sports economy, kind of a, a, a narrow um, line of possible investments, but that was great to kind of get out there again. We do have a robust schedule um, in the works for 2022. We're still monitoring kind of travel regulations. You know, we were excited to see on the other side that November 8th, was able to open up a lot of other, you know, countries being able to come visit the U.S. So that was a great starting point. But overall, to your philosophy, you know, when we do take these economic development or trade missions, you know, yes, we are focused on new investment or prospects are telling our story, but it's also to say thank you. It's to say thank you for the investors that are here. And again, I always get in trouble when I, you know, name certain people, but we've traveled the world and we've visited Roche. We've visited Tate and Lyle in London. We've visited, you know, Rolls-Royce in UK. Like, 
we go to these places to say thank you for being part of Team Indiana and, and how can we continue to grow and support you? So, you know, yes, we would, we would love that. Anyone who's listening from GBA, let me know where you're headquartered and we'll see if we can find a chance to stop by and say hello in 2022. Great, Andrea. Well, I've asked all my formal questions as, and if those listening uh, know the podcast by now, I usually end on a fun note. So what is a GBA member product or service that you've used in the last month? Well, I wish I could say it was a Rolls Royce. That would be amazing. So if you guys are listening out there and, you know, want to make a donation to the state of Indiana. I'm kidding. That will get me in trouble. But no, in all seriousness, um, because we just had Halloween, I'd have to say that Nestle has been front and center. So I think I'm inundated with crunch bars and, you know, Butterfingers and all kinds of other things that my son is enjoying. So definitely no, no supply of sweets this month. Very nice. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being on GBA State Snapshots podcast. We really appreciate the high-level overview and then drilling down into some of the strategies that the state of Indiana is taking to not just attract but retain great international companies in the state. Definitely want to hear more about any upcoming trade missions. We'll flag the Global Economic Summit happening next year, early spring. But thank you again for being here, and we'll stay in touch. My pleasure. Well, thank you again to GBA. I appreciate it.